Sorry, YouTube. Yeah, I could have been doing something instead of just sitting here, like prepping us for an actual show. Yeah. That takes the fun out of it. I mean, he's not lying. Welcome to Beerfield. I am your host, Chris Hopper, at Beerfield Hop with QPs. As always, joined by at Beerfield Theory, at Ryan Miner underscore FFB. It is the last Beerfield episode of 2022. It is the last Beerfield episode of the regular season and in the regular season format, which, thank God. <laughs> Yay, we did it. We it's been did. a long season, but we made it. 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Season six is... Uh, our sixth season of the NFL is is wrapping up. We get to go back to the more fun episodes after this, which I will never hide from the fact that those are the more fun episodes. Um, but we got one more to get you through. Uh, week 18 doesn't count for us. We'll probably talk some playoff scenarios just as fans, but does not count for us from a fantasy perspective. If you play in week 18, you're wrong. So it's championship week. We're going to give you what we can for championship week, although if you're in the championships, there's a reason for that. Uh, we'll answer any questions you might have, do some casual game previews, uh, and a lot to talk about in the news segment, actually. So, uh, Dan, Ryan, unless you got anything else to say, you just want to go ahead and get to the previews of the alcohol. Let's fucking go. Dan, did yeah. you have time to grab alcohol? Yep. I got my last Oktoberfest because, you know, I'm prompt at the end of the year. What's fueling beer fueled? All right, Dan, why don't you tell people about that Oktoberfest? I'm drinking Civil Life's Oktoberfest. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a great one. I think I had that one on. I'm pretty sure you did, but now we get to we get to talk about it two months later to see what changes. It's a good one. <laughs> All right, I got a fresh crack here. I am drinking. Chattanooga to Chattanooga whiskeys cacao infused whiskey. Oh. So this is so for those who don't know, Chattanooga is in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and they are ran by a couple of former Sam Adams distillers or brewers. So their distillers are former Sam Adams brewers. So at these experimental batches, they do a lot of brewing techniques and brewing grains that they take and they apply to whiskey, which typically turns out pretty good. So it's kind of a hybrid type of scenario. This particular one is their experimental batch 28. Um, it is a four barrel batch uh, that is infused with cocoa nibs, cinnamon, and vanilla beans. And the mash bill is yellow corn, malted wheat, malted barley, but that malted barley is Munich, which is a brewer's grain. Coffee malt, also a brewer's grain, and several different types of chocolate malts. So I'm super interested when I saw this one hit to go ahead and, and give it a shot. I know that they're other stuff has been been pretty good. It actually, like a beer, I've never seen this before, has a shake well on the side of the bottle because of Ooh. all that sediment that settles out. So I like it. Um, it's definitely a hybrid of the two, and I'm looking forward to trying this. So I'm going to go ahead and pour myself one while Ryan lets you know what he's drinking. 
so I got a whole new camera set up. And so Chris wanted me to make sure I have the table in the background with all the crayons and all the paper on it. Cause we have a house full of kids, but Dan, you might've heard this one. I have, is it Surly Brewing Company? It is Surly. Okay. All right. Out of Minneapolis and Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. I have their Controlled Chaos IPA, surprisingly, right? Why else would I not have it? It comes in at 7.2%. So I'm looking forward to trying this one. It's in, It was in their holiday, holiday multi-pack we received here. Hopper, you seem so proud. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. I took my first sip of this. Oh. You seem so proud. <laughs> Guys, I haven't been this happy since I watched Zach Wilson's tape. It's a good bridge into the knees. Oh, God. And Dak Prescott throws another interception. News. I think that's just going to be the name of the show. And Dak Prescott throws another interception. That was perfect. Uh, We'll wait for him to get back. Since... (laughs) You know, we <laughs> need to wait for him to come back. Well, why did he? Well, no, I want him to be here for this. This okay. is important stuff. I don't like. You don't just get up in the middle of news segment. You get up like when somebody else is doing their part of a game. Preview. Look at him jog it. Look at oh, him jog. Oh, I see what he did. I see what he did. This is a lesson from the last episode. If you're on YouTube, you see it too. <laughs> he got a. Oh my god! Now I'm super proud of him. He went and got, got a glass. glass. Now that reaction is because I was proud, not because I'm <laughs> drinking something that is unique and phenom- and fantastic in a lot of different ways. Good job. I also forget he has AirPods, so I can keep talking and he's not going to miss anything. That's right. That too. Yeah, that is also true. All right. Um, that is uh, last week's news. I should probably pull up the right one. Hey, Jalen Hurts hurt his shoulder against the Bears before last week. Oh my God. All right. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett was fired. And then it gets crazier because the Broncos did nothing in this press conference to not make this insane. So former Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice will be consulted in the Broncos do head coaching search. Um, More on her qualifications for that later. No words yet on if uh, George W. is in the running for head coach based on Condoleezza Rice being involved in this. Uh, the Broncos also stated the next head coach is not going to report to the GM, but he's going to report to ownership, which includes three Walmart heirs, an investment manager, Rice, and a Formula One champion. And the clock management dude was named the interim head coach. Condoleezza Rice, I guess, her father was a high school football coach, so she has done some like high school level film review and stuff like that. And the Stanford Athletic Department did no. report to her when she was a vice president with no. Stanford, so not directly no. involved in and football ops or something I know. That's what I'm saying, too. No, no, this is terrible. What the hell are the Broncos doing? <laughs> it's the Broncos. Yeah. Well, it's the Broncos, which means I don't normally expect this, right? Because they were under good ownership for, for so long, and they were doing things that made sense for for so long, at least in most of my adult life. So, like, this is a complete departure, and I look at this... And I see a team that's probably not going to be good for the foreseeable future. Yeah, it's going to go ship up. It feels like it's going to go ship up pretty quickly. Yeah. 
this this does not feel like it's going to work the way that they think it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Everybody's under evaluation for next year, and they feel like Russell Wilson can be fixed, which they have to. They're committed to him for for so long. They have to feel like he can be fixed. You you have to say that at the price tag he's at for the last. I think it's two next two years. He's worth like a boatload of money that they can't get out of. Like no, it's not even a tradable deal, right? No, it, it's not. So this is going to be a dumpster fire, to say the least. A whole Anything lot else? of trash. Whole, whole lot of trash. Well, the other thing that I think it's going to do is they're going to be in the same boat Houston was last year where, you know, reporting straight to the ownership group instead of the GM as a head coach, you're not going to attract the top candidates that way. People are going to avoid this shit show like the plague. I think. Yeah. And I think that's going to lead them to picking off the scrap heap of whatever's left over. And it also feels like there's just not the glut of high-end head coaching candidates like there had been in the previous couple of years. I was just shocked by the news, still. I don't know. I don't have words. I really I thought it was words. a real news until you actually started reading. I'm like, wait, he's being serious about this right now. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know the depth of this until I started putting this together. <laughs> I have laughed and... It's the second most insane thing I've read today. I'm sorry if I'm hopping around <laughs> too much. I uh, my beer can kind of exploded in my hand when I opened it. So hate it when that happens. Lessons learned right uh, now. Also, in the same division, uh, Derek Carr's bench. He's going to take a leave of absence from the team. Jarrett Stidham's going to start, and uh, we here at Beerfield have taken the the uh, I'll call it liberty of coming up with a list of potential landing spots for Derek Carr. So I think in conversation earlier. Uh, by we at Beerfield, I mean Dan and I. I think in conversation earlier, this is the list we came up with: Miami, New England, New York Jets, Baltimore, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Houston, Indy, Tennessee, Denver, the Giants, the Commanders, Green Bay, Atlanta, Carolina, New Orleans, Tampa Bay, Los Angeles, Rams, Seattle, Arizona. That's fifteen That's teams. teams. That's fifteen teams. That covers it, right? Yeah. That's well, pretty much half that- the league. That that's it. That's the starting line. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean everybody jumps to India, but then as we started to talk about it, so like, all right, two has had three concussions in a season. What if he retires while they're in a window? Not unheard of. Uh, Mac Jones is clearly butting heads in New England. Zach Wilson's done with the Jets. They're not going to have high picks, so they're going to have to do something, either through trade or free agency or in house. Cleveland because they're the Browns. Pittsburgh with Kenny Pickett could be looking for an upgrade after his rookie season. Um, Houston could do it for a haul and a, you know, for a haul for Vegas to move up into a top two draft pick and draft a quarterback of the future if that's the route that they decide to go. Um, Indeed, uh, Tennessee could move on from Tannehill, who was mostly ineffective as that offense was terrible. And Malik Willis definitely doesn't seem to be ready. More on that in a minute. Uh, in division trade for Russell Wilson to take the contract because that would just be stupid. But as long as we're taking guesses, Danny Dimes replacement for the Giants, Washington, if Wentz stinks up the joint, um, over the last part of the season, they could be in, um, in you know, shipping Carson Wentz to Vegas because he just gets around everywhere. Green Bay, if Rodgers retires, Atlanta, Carolina, New Orleans all legitimately need quarterbacks. Tampa Bay, if Tom Brady retires or leaves, 
Los Angeles Rams, if they don't retain Baker and Stafford retires, Seattle, if they want to upgrade over Geno, and a crazy one, if Arizona wants out of Kyler. Can they get out of Kyler, though? Because isn't that like it's 78 million guaranteed right now? I have no idea. Probably not. I mean, I mean, they can just bring him in as a as just a backup if Kyler's not, you know, coming along the way they want him to and from his injury. Oh, yeah. And these are landing spots, right? Where this isn't saying that they have to trade him. I mean, if he gets cut, it could be coming and compete. Let's push him. My prediction still the Jets. Yeah, I'm still thinking the Jets, Indianapolis, um, New Orleans, and potentially Carolina. I'm waiting to see. I'm waiting to see odds come out for it because I'm I'm very much intrigued to see what Mm -hmm. Vegas thinks and what and what rumors. Yeah, are being talked about. Now, as far as Vegas goes, they become an immediate trade up candidate though in the draft. I think. And that is good news if you're a fan of a team that might have a quarterback already and be in position to move back, like Chicago. So, yeah, just throwing that one out there to you for my own love of things. <laughs> because I want them to do that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, obviously. Okay, anything else on car? He sucks. Anything else on landing spots? Do we need to talk about Devontae Adams real quick, who forced his way out of Green Bay to go play with Derek Carr in Vegas? Oh, what does say for Devontae Adams? What is his cap? What does his contract look like? Huge. Yeah. It's, a, it's pretty big, isn't it? That's what she said. <laughs> I mean, not to me, but somebody said it. His deck cap's on in 2025. That's his projected best savings in dead cap is twenty is after the twenty twenty five season or after the twenty twenty four season. Yeah, it'd be a thirty one million dollar dead cap hit. Oh my <laughs> god! If they cut whoops, it. that is only uh, fourteen million if they keep him. So <laughs> that is fucking hilarious. Unless Rogers goes to like the Raiders. <laughs> like, yeah. Woof. Well, that's an interesting scenario, huh? Because that could happen too. Yeah. It's one quarterback away. That's right. One quarterback. Well, one quarterback <laughs> away. Just one quarterback <laughs> away. That episode happens later. <laughs> um, more quarterback news. Uh, Carson Wentz is going to replace Taylor Heineke. Um, I said it kind of in jest in that Derek Carr bit, but I think it holds some weight here, right? If you know, Carson Wentz, this is his dress rehearsal. He wasn't benched for performance earlier in the season. He was benched for a finger injury, and then the team was rolling with Heineke, so they stayed with Heineke until Heineke became ineffective. They rode the hot hand. Now, that tells you a couple things. One, there wasn't a lot of confidence in Wentz to perform better than what Taylor Heineke was at that point in time. But, um you know, two, he did not lose the job for performance. So it's going to be a, a, you know, two game dress rehearsal to see if they think he's the guy for next year. You, you have to. That I mean, with what you traded for him, the contract you're grabbing with him. So I think he. Does he still have a higher contract? I mean, his contract was pretty terrible when he got traded. Yeah. You know, when yeah, he went to the Colts, I, I think at this point, I, I don't know what teams are going to be trying to move on from him. 
unless he gets recycled and goes to the Jets or the Giants. It should be your, you know, uh, no, the out is this year for no dead cap. They can kind of after this season. Okay. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I go, there's nothing. Uh, if they keep him, it's a 26.1 million cap hit and 27.2 million cap hit the following year. So still they pretty can, cheap either way if they keep him. Yeah, they can cut him for nothing, though. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll probably cut him. Yeah. It, well, unless he plays well and they think he's the guy, then you keep him for 26 mil. And this is the same thing we just discussed uh, i forget who it was about it was Jared Goff. yeah it's the same thing we just discussed there with golf right is that's you know today's day of quarterback contracts that's affordable so you know you have to look at what's available they're likely not going to be in a position to um to draft somebody so unless they think sam howell's ready or they want to ride with heineke or they feel like they can get something in and free agency, which we'll talk about in our free agent previews, you know? Yeah. It, it, it's, I mean, we're going to have to see who gets cut, you know, what quarterbacks get moved from. That's the thing, though. It may seem low, but they can, I mean, there's probably you know plenty of bridge quarterbacks that you can probably get for 20 mil. And Wentz is not going to fix, I think Wentz won't fetch 26 million on the open market anyway. So, no. you know, it's, is he, is he much better than like, sure. is Derek Carr going to, Yield that much, the Jets cut Zach Wilson, which I, I don't think they'll cut him. I think they'll trade him. If Some they, team gave Josh Rosen a second round pick. They can get a second round pick for Zach Wilson. Uh, well, and here's the other thing too, right? They do have cap space available after this season. They'll be at twenty million in cap space. But you cut him, you immediately jump into the top seven with available cap space. Yeah, I have to look through who. The actual free agents are going to be for that. Uh, yeah, we'll do that later on. Yeah, just... it, which we won't do tonight, obviously. Yeah. So, anyways. Uh, speaking of dynasty type things, Broncos signed Tyler Beatty away from the Ravens. So, um, interesting prospect going somewhere where he'll get a look. Broncos obviously still haven't found something they like it. It running back since Javonta Williams got hurt. So it'll be interesting to see if he gets an opportunity, more of a footnote than anything, just because it is a a rookie that some people, myself, did like landing in a, a fresh spot. And I believe they to sign him away, they had to sign him to the active roster. So he'll be active. No, I do like this move. I never liked the I never liked his his uh fit in Baltimore. So no, this, should, okay. this should be better. It's fit in Denver in theory for dynasties a lot better, yes. Yeah, it can't get much worse in Baltimore, so for a skill set. Anything there, right? No, I totally agree on that. When I saw when I saw the sign, I was like, Oh yeah, it's a better place for him. Mm-hmm. Denver needs whatever they can get because they don't know how Javante Williams is gonna perform next year anyway, so and even better if to have come, more. Well, and even if he comes back, he was never the type that you were gonna rely on in you know, passing type situations or as a receiving back anyway, at least not heavily. So Beatty's skill set works with it. It's part of the yeah. reason why they brought Melvin Gordon back this year. Uh, Malik Willis bench for Joshua Dobbs. We got to discuss the dynasty dynasty implications here because, you know, Willis has had a chance this season and, you know, it, it hasn't been there from a development standpoint. Yeah, this Again, this speaks more about probably the implications of of Willis. You know, third round draft capital is a really steep climb to come up from. I mean, Russell Wilson did it great, but 
Most just, of these quarterbacks just flop. Yeah, I just looked at it. One. I just looked at it this week because I'm setting up to, as I set up to start evaluating the 2023 class. And since 2015, there has been no quarterback drafted outside of the top two rounds that has has started for any significant length of time. Yeah, this is uh, he was a developmental prospect. This is kind of uh, I mean, thankfully he wasn't a first round pick. I guess in hindsight, as teams maybe aren't aren't they're they're not falling into the Josh Allen trap, meaning that they can spend significant capital on a quarterback in hopes that he reaches his significant ceiling. <laughs> that trap was a fucking gold mine for Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, that's where it starts. Like, and, you know, look at the Niners, you know. I mean, obviously, Trey Lance has been hurt, but, I mean, you fall for those style of quarterbacks. Josh Allen's a unicorn. That's another Josh thing Allen, I, yeah. I, I reminded myself of going back and looking at some of this evaluation is that you know, Josh Allen had a bunch of raw tools on tape, but there was nothing, nothing at all in the statistical profile that suggested that no, he was he was going to be. It was all intangibles that suggested that he was going to be good. Yeah, it's uh, he's going to convince, and he's done it. We've seen it now, dude. We have evidence of it. He's going to convince teams that maybe we got the next Josh Allen. Yeah, even though they're just you know blatantly ignoring the massive worth ethic that Josh Allen went through to get to this spark. Yeah, and that's not a knock on on Willis, right? He's we knew he was a small school guy with a lot of raw tools that did doesn't have a lot around him on obviously. Um and you know Allen didn't do it near one either. That's not to say that you know year two to year three that doesn't improve, but right now you're looking at somebody that's probably gonna bounce around as a backup for a bit because there wasn't even a flash there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, at least Josh Allen had first round. He had top six draft capital. Right, not round three. <laughs> not round three. Not like the end of round three. Matters more. So um, the spreadsheet I use is a data reference has draft type stuff from 2010 to 2020 right now. Now I don't evaluate because of the way I categorize players based on success. I don't evaluate the last two to three years. And because you don't know what somebody is. But um, when you take the last five years into account, I forgot what point I was going to make. Hey, Hopper, what's the show <laughs> title? And Dak Prescott, there's another interception. <laughs> to Kevin Bayard. The second nice. time. The second time. Nice. Uh... <laughs> oh, draft capital. Right, I remember now. Yeah. Uh, when you take 2010 to 2015 out, draft capital matters even more. 2010 to 2015, you did have several guys that hit round three, round four. Um, but like I said, since 2015, there has not been somebody drafted outside of the top two rounds that's that's done it. Um, and Mike White back in for the Jets. Zach Wilson back to inactive. He will likely be done. Um, he'll be a, a trade chip in the same way that you know, Drew Locke kind of was, uh, you know, he'll go somewhere as, or Sam Darnold going somewhere as a potential reclamation project away from New York to see if they can turn this into something, um, you know, a rebuilding team without draft capital, potentially looking at this. So, um, you know, it, it's a mental thing, but yeah, it'll be Mike White back in for the Jets and then it'll be kind of like Carson Wentz, right? You're going to see how Mike does over the last two weeks and potentially into the playoffs and, you know, see what their comfort level is to have him come in and 
and start next season or come in at least in competition to start next season or if they decide to go a different route? I think they go with Mike White. Why not? It's not like he's not doing anything bad. I mean, he's kind of, he's better than what Zach Wilson's been doing. That's a low bar. And Joe Flacco I, has been is definitely done. Also a low bar. I think you know Brady. It, it depends on how they want to win, right? I mean, um Mike White has shown some upside. He's shown that, you know, but do you trust Mike White to consistently have enough offensive output to you know, win you games with the defense that you have. It's a formula that can work. So they're, they're totally bringing somebody in to compete with them. He's not they, getting they that will. job. They won't go. They won't go in with naked Mike White. Yeah. God, I, <laughs> a very, a very, a very white and pale naked Mike White. And we just, <laughs> we just made a free Willy and a naked white Mike White <laughs> reference in the same breath. Or does, now we're uh, killing this show. We are killing it. Does Aaron Rodgers do the? Uh, Brett Favre. Oh God, no! Because I don't want the next. I don't want the next correlation to come. To the uh, I will might. say this: the Jets are in a better situation than they were when they made the Brett Favre move. So they they are, and Derek Carr makes a lot of sense if you believe he's to compete with Mike White. If you believe it's better than Mike White, we'll look at this a lot more in free agency. Just a performance to watch over the next two weeks. Um, Zach Wilson back to the bench with Mike White cleared. Hey, the Jets have 3.6 million cap space next year. So that means nothing because they can make any, any, you can trade for anyone still. Cause I mean, it's, the Saints if the, if the Saints can break down a, a negative, like 60 million cap space down to a positive, I'm sure they can get anyone. Can get anyone. How much cap next year? 3.6 million. I'm showing them with 15.9. You guys looking at 2023? I'm I was looking, looking at 23. At, I was looking at 23. Uh, cap space they got, no, they got three point six million in twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty three, I'm on. Oh, uh, I didn't hit the update button. Yeah, I missed the update. You gotta button. hit update. They've got yeah fifteen point nine. I see. Yep. There you go. Now we're on the same page. Now we're on the same page. Yeah. So that's an Aaron Rodgers contract away. <laughs> Lamar, <laughs> Lamar Jackson. Oh, he ain't gonna go there. He just saved Baltimore. I feel. I don't. Well. Forty-three million caps, forty-three point nine. He's gonna get tagged. He's not gonna Jackson's be gonna be, gonna be it, Jackson's gonna be super interesting, and he might do well to sign the tag after having a down year and you know extend free agency by a year because after a down season followed by you know injury where the progression hasn't necessarily been there and you know the same dynamic playmaking ability hasn't been there. Yeah, he the team looks better with him, but. You know, is he going to command as much post this season on the open market as he would have before this season? Does it get much worse? Nah, I mean, it, he, he might want to gamble on himself and sign that for him. Yeah, we have no fucking clue because we don't see quarterbacks of his caliber hitting free agency. No, you don't. No. So. And Baltimore has got two years of franchise tag. There's no, like, there's no fucking way he makes free agency. Like, none. They'll franchise tag him. But they could move him. And I don't they... think he'll hold out either. I think he would sign oh, it no, I because think, yeah. of the down season and you know, try to up that value to back to Josh Allen levels. That'll be early news, and you'll hear throughout offseason with them trying to work out a long-term deal. Yep. And we're going to hear conflicting reports like we usually do about how close the sides are. And again, 
Lamar Jackson losing out on significant amount of money potentially because he doesn't have an actual agent. That's a different story for a different day. That's a different one for the free agency primer. There we go. Later in Q1. All right. Um, That's all I got for the news. No specialty segment tonight. So, uh, Daniel. Jump into it. Panthers. Not the Buccaneers. Buccaneers, three-point favorites at home for the NFC South. 40 and a half is the game total. As much as I want to bet the Panthers and see the Bucks lose, I can't fathom seeing Brady lose in this situation. Bucks are going to win. I don't think it'll be convincingly, but I think they'll cover three. And I will uh I will take the under. Darnold has had uh some pretty good protection since his return to Carolina. Panthers had one of the better O lines. Bucks come in with a decent pass rush. They're gonna get home. They're gonna want to win this game for the NFC South and be the best of the worst. <laughs> the best under five hundred team. The, the best of the worst. They can still go five hundred. They can still go above. They can still go nine and eight. And that's what'll happen. Yeah. All right. Back in week seven, Deonta Foreman went for 118 yards against the Bucks. Uh, another 27 through the air, and they are 12th as far as yards allowed on the ground. So Deonta Foreman, um, if you have him on your roster, uh, you go ahead and you start him this week. Um, that might be about it. Hold on, I'm gonna check on on DJ. More will be f- more. You're playing. You're probably playing more. You're gonna play DJ yeah, more. You're if you have more. Him, yeah, yeah. Bucks are also middle of the pack in in points allowed to the wide receiver, and Moore is the guy that's that's catching most of that. So you're gonna go with Moore and Foreman for the Panthers. Other side of this, um, looking at Tampa Bay, uh, Rashad White falling off a little bit the last two weeks. Panthers have a good defense. Um, Leonard Fournette's value really relies on his pass catching, and that's about it right now. Um, he did, you know, you hope for a touchdown in the push. He does. I will say this for Fournette. Um, when they've needed him in big moments, that seems to be when Lenny has big games. Yep. And he doesn't get bigger than playoffs on the line. So, um, you know, for this one, I, I would start more. Godwin hasn't been as explosive this year, but he's had decent floor. Uh, Mike Evans has been a little bit up and down, tougher matchup there. Maybe fade him a bit. Are you starting the Buccaneers DST this week? No, no, I wouldn't. I like I like them still. I, still I think they're middle tier. I, I think they're middle tier. They're middle tier. They've faded down the stretch here over the last couple weeks. Uh, they're about middle middle. Yeah, they're they're yeah. well. Let me put it this way: they're not middle middle. They're top twelve, but they're the back end of the top twelve. The back end of it, yes. Yeah. Okay, I like it. Um, I like DJ Moore's value this week though at fifty seven hundred. That's not a bad deal, considering how much uh he's improved with surprisingly Sam Darnold in the lineup. But with Sam Darnold, there's probably gonna be I don't know Zach Wilson there next year. Anyone? Anyone trading for him? No. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. And then they want to keep rehashing broken quarterbacks. No, they're either going to have to do something permanent or they're going to ride with Darnold through the rebuild. Matt Corral. 
I definitely like a nice Matt Cole. Darnold's I definitely like a nice damn it. I definitely like a nice bounce back game though from Leonard Fournette here. Especially at 5,600. He could be easy player. Oh, not really a bounce back. He's already, he already had 25.2 points. So, so he was fine was last week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, he didn't do much in the rushing game. It was a, it was a receiving game that he mm-hmm. killed in. So especially with this being DraftKings PPR, that's where you want to go. So 5,600. He's only $100 more than he was last week. So that's a solid hit. Yeah, I, want some, I want some underdogs to root for, though. I'm rooting for Carolina in this. Well, I want Carolina to win. Absolutely. I want to see chaos ensue when Tampa Tom finally realizes he doesn't have it anymore. Well, when Carolina, when Wilkes raises Carolina from the depths of hell, the a playoff berth. Oh my God, so great! Would Baker get a ring if they won the Super Bowl? Probably long enough. I think he would get one, right? Yeah, yeah. That's That's, awesome. That is uh, things I'm rooting for. They're at a damn chance in hell they're winning the Super Bowl, even if they make the playoffs. Fuck no. It's Sam Darnold, Super Bowl winner. Oh, man. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield gets a Super Bowl ring before Josh Allen. (laughs) Deonta Foreman gets one before Christian McCat. (laughs) And Lamar Jackson. Oh, man. It's a Dan chance in hell. The Dan chance in hell. All right. Browns at the Commanders. Brown or, or Commanders, sorry. One and a half point favorites at home. A 40 and a half. It's also the game total. I don't care about this game. I don't know what Wentz is going to be like. He hasn't, I mean, he played, what, a half last week? And yeah. looked, eh? And yeah. He played, what, the first two games of the season? Yeah. Yeah. And, eh? Yeah. Both these teams are 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 struggling to find their foot, especially in offense. Both defenses are good, especially the pass rush. But their both teams have their front four healthy. I like the under in this, and I'll take the home team if I have to bet. This game's really kind of an avoid if you're in the the fantasy championship game because I don't see it being the being defenses scoring. Yeah, the defenses would be would be decent pulls here. I would stay away from Gibson and Robinson. Um, even though Cleveland's not been particularly good against the run, they're cutting into each other's workload too much with too many question marks on this offense to want to rely on them. Neither of them has significant upside. The most upside player on Washington is Terry McLaurin. Um, and potentially, um, if you're looking for a sneaky play, if you really need to gamble, um, Curtis Samuel did very, very well with Carson Wentz under center. He's actually had three touchdowns in the three games that Carson Wentz has played. Um, as well as over 50 receiving yards. Um, and the first part of the season, 11 and nine targets in those two games. So small sample size, um, you know, Terry McLaurin's the most insulated, but if you're looking for something sneaky, if you need a little bit of upside, Curtis Samuel is a guy you can potentially look to for that. Um, given the wince thing, other side of this with the Browns, um, yeah, I mean, it's Chubb and I would stay away from the wide receivers, Cooper's too volatile. Um, DPJ is a very, very nice fill-in piece, but you shouldn't be in a championship game in a situation where you're needing to fill in. In deeper leagues, I like it. Um, he does always seem to give you an okay floor. He does have touchdown upside. You're not going to get significant boom, but if you're looking to plug a, a third wide receiver spot in a deeper league and he's on your roster, you can can roll with it, especially if you know wide receiver wasn't necessarily your strength. That's a real corner case. Um, to say that he's a wide receiver three. 
I like it because I was feeling the same way looking at this game. I'm like, oh, I, there's like nothing I want to play, but definitely Curtis Samuel is definitely one I want to play at 4,400. Just like you said, Hop, with everything with uh, Carson Wentz being back under center, he was doing good during then that time. So at 4,400, he's a solid play. Other than that, I can't find anyone else in this game that I'm really looking forward to playing. Saints at the Eagles. Eagles, Ooh. six and a half win favorites at home. 42 and a half is the game total. The spread is as everything to do with Gardner Mishu probably playing. Hurts has been practicing, but has been limited. Um, the Eagles still need a win to try to fend off both the Vikings and the Cowboys for their respective storylines. Vikings for the number one seed, Cowboys for the actual division. Um, Saints are 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 could sometimes play above what their what their play level should be, but uh Minshew showed this past week and and the Eagles just have too much depth and talent all across the board. Minshew considered one of the at least to me one of the better backups in the league. The Eagles should win this game. I don't know if they'll cover. I'll stay away from the spread here. I'll and uh, I'll I'll stay away from both of the bets here and spread in the in the game total. Eagles have a Shron defense, but they've been exposed here a couple times. But I don't trust that Saints offense. No, I don't trust the Saints offense. I do trust the Eagles offense now. That Miles Sanders has logged a, a nice DNP today uh, with a knee injury. So, or sorry, DNP Wednesday, limited Thursday. So he should be trending fine. Uh, AJ Brown, limited, he'll play. Um, same thing with Devonta Smith. Saints defense has not been good. Lattimore is not playing. Um, and even with Gardner Minshew in the lineup, uh, both wide receivers, I believe, had decent days. Yeah, you got 103 yards out of A.J. Brown. I think you got like 130-some-odd out of Smith. 113. So Yeah, they, they're they absolutely feasting. Those two wide receivers are. So you're just going to roll with your Eagles. Um, even Gardner Minshew, if you, if you need a stream. Um, flip side of this for the Saints, really not anything you love. Kamara's been pretty meh. Um, if you're in a championship game with Kamara, congratulations. Alave's faded a lot down the stretch. Uh, just one game really over the last five to six weeks where he's given you a wide receiver one type of performance. Stay away from the Saints. I love Alvin Kamara this week. I think this is the week where he explodes for like two to three touchdowns again and gets back on the in the back of the end zone frenzy again last week the well it, you're for dfs you're fine yeah last week's the fancy sense. yeah i think he's gonna i think he's just it's that game that you don't expect him to do it, and that's when he does it just like he did the last time when he did it we had like the multi-touchdown game and then he hasn't scored since uh, he had a touchdown last week. Touchdown last week. Touchdown last was, week. Yeah, but that, yeah. that was I saying. He hadn't scored since. But that was like his first week, one since week eight, where he had the multi-touchdown game. Yeah. I see a nice multi-touchdown game again from him coming this week. Just because I think Philly's sending their defense. Yeah, they were good against the pass or against the rush, but Camaro's going to be. I mean, who else is there to catch passes? Everyone's on. Yeah, yeah. Everyone else on. Juwan Juwan Johnson. Touchdown or bust Johnson. I will That's say right. this. Touchdown or bust tight end. Yeah. T- yeah. Like all of them, not named Travis Kelsey or TJ Hawkinson. This is a team that held Derrick Henry and Saquon Barkley to single digit points. 
I will say this though about the streamer things. I'd be a little last week was great because it was set up perfectly two good offenses that can and two good and two good enough offenses with quarterbacks and line that could take it to a shootout. I don't know if the Saints can. Yeah. So this may be a lower scoring. I, I would be a little weary with Minshew. Obviously, you're playing Smith and Brown and probably Sanders and Goddard, which in theory Minshew should be able to get that done. I just I, I don't think the Saints are gonna push enough to get the points there. I think for That's me my it's, only concern. I think for me it's just more of who else do you have as a as a streamer this week. It it's Minshew, Mayfield against the Chargers, and Goff against the Bears. And those are really the three options you feel I got Brock great about. against the Raiders too. Yeah. Same boat as Raiders, yeah. Same boat as Minshew because you're looking at, you know, two offenses that can clearly score playing against teams that maybe not. So you're just hoping that they're the ones involved in the touchdowns. Yeah. All right. Ryan, you got anything else? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you. Nope. Start all your Eagles pretty much in DFS if you can. Cardinals at the Falcons. Falcons, three-point favorites at home. 42.5 is a game total. If there is a, not a game I don't give a fuck about, it's this one. You have Trace McSurley versus Desmond Ritter. Uh, McCoy's cleared. Birds versus birds. McCoy, McCoy got cleared. Oh, good. Thank God. I still don't care, but McCoy got I know, cleared. But that's, yeah. no, no, I, that's good for Hopkins. I don't know how a man can fall so much in love with Greg Dorch when you have Hopkins and fucking Marquise Brown been decent when he's been targeting. Oh, uh, it's, it's because McSorley probably only has chemistry with Dorsch, but for fuck's sake, it he shows. almost ruined Hopkins' catch streak until the fourth quarter. <laughs> I'm like Jesus. If I'm Hopkins, I'm like this, this motherfucker. I'm like yelling at the coach, draw me up a wide receiver screen so I can catch the pass. Right. And that was how he got his first pass was the wide receiver screen. <laughs> uh, to give me a game, I don't give a fuck about. I mean, that was the last game, really, though, right? Oh, that's a lot of these. Uh, Marquise Brown's too volatile. Nuke has okay floor. James Conner is the one thing I really like because he's on a three-game touchdown streak, um, and has been giving okay yardage out of that. Uh, flip side of this for the Falcons, I mean, is there really anything to like? Well, Drake London has been fine the last two weeks, actually. He was good. So there isn't anything to like. I mean, seven for 96, 17 PPR points. You'll take that following a 14 point performance. Really, the last three weeks, he's been pretty good. So you're actually okay with Drake London. I think Tyler Algier, you can probably turn back up if you're again in a rotating cast of running backs. It's a solid matchup there. Um, he's been good also the last two weeks. Taylor Alger is a smash hit, I feel like. Taylor Alger doesn't catch passes until last week, though, is my only problem there. He got passes last week. He's had a touchdown the week before. He's been good the last two weeks. I think he's a smash hit, too, honestly. But that's the only concern I have is that he's not a pass catcher, typically. And then are we staying away from Cordell Patterson, then? Yep. Yeah, I feel the same way on that. That's it. Congratulations. There's a whole four people in this game you can kind of maybe like. Jaguars at the Texans. Jaguars are four-point favorites on the road at 43 and a half. It's a game total. One Jacksonville. The offense is starting to truly click, and uh, they're making a, a... 
they have their uh, control their own, you know, fate here for the AFC or for the yeah for the AFC South, get themselves in the playoffs. I want Jacksonville my way. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I like Lawrence. I like ETN. Um, I like Evan Ingram. A little bit more concerned. Uh, it depends on, you know, if you get the Houston Texans that can suddenly score the last two weeks, or if you get the Texans that that couldn't the first, however, 14 weeks, however many before that, um, what you're going to get. Uh, Zay Jones is right on the fringe. It's really ETN and Evan Ingram that I'm super interested in out of that side. Uh, for Houston, I'm super interested in nothing at all. True that. I am the same exact way, especially in DFS. I want to start Travis ETN. He's a smash head at 6,400. I mean, like every lineup I'm doing right now, he's 100% in all of them just because I feel like he's just going to run away as the rush defense doesn't exist in uh Houston cuz their front seven it's just it looks like a bunch of blow up dolls just sitting there on the fucking field that's why they have a rookie safety who's the leading tackler on their freaking team and that shouldn't happen at all i mean if if that's no. something to be proud of don't be proud of that that your safety is the leading tackle, tackler no it should yeah. be a linebacker yeah that's horrible if your safety's having to make that many tackles your linebackers are terrible yeah don't think you got to steal in the draft. You didn't get a steal in the draft. You have a, just a shitty front seven. Well, I mean, you might have gotten a steal in a, in a draft with a good box safety, but still, he shouldn't be leading the team in tackles. No. But like you said, like the way Houston's been playing lately, he was playing these close games. I I still like all Jacksonville players because like everyone gets scared for saying, like, you know, well, if we get the Houston Texans that we had, saw at the beginning of the season, it's going to be tough. And Christian Kirk did nothing. Everyone pretty much did nothing in the passing game. And it was a running game that actually did it. But if Houston can do what they've been doing, I like this game a lot. Especially Christian, for... Christian Kirk's on the every other week thing. And this should be the on week, by the way. But I think it was it week five. Was it week five they played? Yeah, week five. You went three for or one, one for, for three, three and 11. Yeah, that was a bad game. So this like I like this bounce back for him here. Especially at six thousand, solid deal. And Evan Ingram at forty four hundred, he's like the tight end. He's a top four, five tight end for sure right now, if not the tight end too. I think in fantasy. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not looking at it, so I'm just gonna say you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, I know for I know for sure it's top five. So that was fantastic. But, I, guess, I guess I can go look. Hold on, maybe. God, this game. Close, oh right? God. Remember everyone freaking out about Dallas scoring too many points? I was all their starters. This that's become my least uh my least favorite you know game theory that people come up with. Uh he's tight end five in one of my leagues I'm looking at. Nice. So yeah, he's a top five tight end. Evan Ingram? Yes. I mean, he's yeah. only, he's like, you know, t- between tight end five and tight end three is like separated by no more than 10 points in any he's league. I'm thinking tight end five on the season. He's a tight end one the last five weeks. Over hot. Kelsey's actually the tight end three over that stretch. Play. Wow. Evan Ingram. 
stream tight ends that are actually putting up points. Right. Which would include Dawson Knox right now. More on him later. Knox has had himself a fine couple of weeks. Yeah, Sucks it took him until the fucking playoffs to get there, but good for him. Playoffs. You guys ready for the highest scoring game total of the week? Yeah. Is this called the game of the week? And raise your hand. And raise your hand if you had bears and the lions. lions. Yes, that's exactly what it's, I was going to go for. It's the highest game total. I, I, 17. I would have looking at this slate. Yes. Of the, of the, no, no, no. The beginning of this season, would you have predicted bears lions would be the highest game total of week 17? Is it week 17 Absolutely or just not. the Sunday slate? Are they higher than Bill's Bengals? It's the highest of the week. Yes. Wow. No, I wouldn't even have no it one this week. I would have no, had no. Bills. I would have had Bills Bengals as the highest scoring one this week. Yeah, damn sure not at the beginning of the season. Bills Bengals is second highest. Beginning of the yeah. season, I might have went Vikings Packers or Rams Chargers. Yeah, it's uh, Rams Chargers would have been my prediction. Broncos, Anyways, Broncos Chiefs would have been up there too. Broncos, yeah, because God, everyone, man, they had us all fooled. Yikes! All right, anyways. Bears at the Lions. Lions are six point favorites at home. 52 and a half is the game total. Highest game total on the slate. Lions need to win bad. They do. A bit of an embarrassing loss. You know, and against the, Bears, the Panthers and coming the Bears. up. Bears need to keep losing. Bears need to keep losing, but still look competitive. Never underestimate a team trying to ruin their division rival or a division rival's chances of getting to the playoffs. Even though that's also very overrated. Lions cover this game. Lions win this game. I don't know if they cover. Um, that deep that whole team, something it just confuses the shit out of me sometimes. They can look so fucking dominant for two, three, four weeks in a row, and then at time just look fucking helpless. Like last week? Like last week. Like last week. (laughs) And they're fucking, and some third screen tight end gets all their fucking touchdowns. Oh my God. Zilstra. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, like, what the hell are you doing? Things that make no fucking sense. Again, take the over though. Generally, you always want to take the over in the highest game total. Tends to pay off. Don't show touchdown, by the way. (laughs) Nice. All right. Bears, chalk, rock, chalk, Chicago Bears. It's chalk mean. Justin Fields. <laughs> it, yeah. Well, Justin Fields, David Montgomery, and uh Cole Komet, Probably. Is he playing? Is he playing this week? He should be. Okay. Komet, why wouldn't he be? He hasn't been hurt. He's just not been. I, present. I, oh, that's right. I saw him. I'm thinking of Mooney and Claypool. I'm sorry. Uh Claypool's activated, yes. Definitely take the over this week. Definitely. Definitely. Please don't prove me yeah, wrong. Uh Komet, it's a soft matchup. He's like Pretty much my tight end stream of the week. Looking at the Detroit side of this, um, has Jamal Williams done much the last couple of weeks? No, he's no, he has not. Three and straight weeks and no touchdowns. He's hurt. Um, DeAndre Swift. I guess you can be fine with DeAndre Swift, although that has also been very, very ugly. I would just say don't trust either running back. Just all a Monra all the time. I don't know what else to say there. You know, Jamal Williams is due, but remember, we're talking fantasy championships. DeAndre Swift has given you two good weeks since he got back from injury, and Jamal Williams is on a four straight week dud. Um, And, you know, DJ Chark, I know it had a good week last week, but it's really 
not been consistent. So talking championships here, I'm not going to recommend, you know, Chark is another one of those guys that I think can be on the fringe, like with DPJ in that wider through receiver three range, although he has more upside, but I am not highly confident in it. If Williams is out, I feel like DeAndre Swift is going to put up solid numbers this week. Neither one of them put up solid numbers last week, though. Right, but I feel like this could be the DeAndre Swift week. I mean, the the, the, the Bears have a porous rush defense. It's championship week. You can't plan on could bees. I I'm I'm not playing on could bees. I'm playing on Swift's going to score. The Bears have not in the last four weeks. The Bears have not allowed a receiving touchdown. They can give. They can get beefed against the run. Justin Jackson's going to get run in this game, too. It's not just going to be yeah. DeAndre Swift. And Jackson seems to be taking, like, he takes both workloads. It's so fucking weird of how they use their running backs there. But I, it's love, like, I love me some Justin Jackson. I mean, I mean yeah, I'm, I'm, we're both team Justin Jackson. It's just, yeah. That's, you know, that draft capital spent on Swift. They need a fucking win. If, if the Lions are to ever give Swift, a full workload without Jamal Williams. This, this is, the, is week. the week to do it. Not they're going football, to do it, but because of they need a win to make the playoffs. Hopefully, it'd be they're going to do it. It'd be dumb to try to fuck around with this too much. But then again, I'm not a coach. I'm just it just makes a little more logical sense that you want to lean on your best players in probably the most important matchup of this season. For, you know, for, you know, for them. Mm-hmm. I'm calling it right now. Swift two touchdown week. That's a bulls. <laughs> That's, I would just say Swift goes over a hundred yard, hundred no, total yards. Yeah, I mean that's, but it's bold. but but Hopper is right. Swift hasn't. I mean, if you got here with Swift, you didn't get here because it's of Swift. not because of Swift. Yeah, absolutely. So I got here because of Cam Akers. I I I actually didn't get here because of DeAndre Swift. Hopper did not get anywhere with Cam Akers because he doesn't have Cam Akers. No, but I didn't Ooh. get anywhere on a couple other teams because of DeAndre Swift, who I do have in a couple spots. Like, he does. Yeah, I got he does. burned by Swift in you know, at least two notable places where you know, I needed him to come back from injury being the player he was before the injury, and it, you could never rely on it. No, I Swift still like the tandem of Swift and Fournette. I felt good about going into the season, and that tandem burned me everywhere I had it. I I still like I still think he's got decent upside. It's just I don't think he's very I don't think he's as safe as people think he is. Mm-hmm. But you're probably shooting for like like you're shooting for upside. It's championship week, right? It's the same argument can be made about maybe being scared about Swift is he's going to provide. He still has upside in the highest game total of the week. She yields a lot of scoring. Yeah, so, yeah. I like. I'm start I, your bears. I, start your lions. Yeah. All right. As in start your fields. Always start your fields. Number one bay. Dolphins at the Patriots. Patriots, two and a half point favorites at home. 41 and a half is the game total. I don't think two has been officially ruled out, but I think most of us are expecting them not to play. I thought it was ruled out. Is, 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 is he already, questionable? Is he has he I've not seen anything official about him being ruled out. So no, you're right. They're saying the they're preparing Teddy Bridgewater to start. Yeah, he he should play. I don't think two. I think two is probably done for the year. Um, both teams, both the Dolphins, Patriots, very important game for both. Both are so vying for a, a wild card spot in the AFC. Um, I don't. 
I I see the Patriots fucking blowing this game. This is like this is almost a gift to them, probably not having Tua. And <laughs> I see the Dolphins winning this game. I just I don't sprinkle a little money in the Dolphins money line. That's my that's my unsolicited, unwanted advice. Yeah, I think that Swift is done. Or not Swift, sorry. I was like, damn, he's still on Swift. <laughs> yeah, he's on uh, last last game. Sorry, I'm, yeah. I'm no, no, you're not. They're good. They're just chops. Not, not, not too shabby. Uh, I'm looking at Tyreek and uh, and Waddle. Oh, and Waddle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Tyreek Jobs is like, a, isn't he a Harvard? Not a Harvard guy, but he's like one of those. No, really he's smart he's guys. a rocket scientist. He is yeah. fucking smart. He, he's from Tennessee. Yeah, but incredibly smart. Yeah. Uh, looking at, at Waddle and Hill, um, it's a tough matchup. Jacoby Brissett going up against his former team. You got to play him though. The upside's too huge. They did have one. Re- both have one really, really good Brissett? game. Sorry, Bridgewater. I was like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. I got to reset. Timey, why me? All right, let's start over. Teddy Bridgewater and Jacoby Brissett are basically the same person, though. They pretty much um, are. But, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, both guys had had solid games. Uh, you have to roll with them, right? They got you to the playoffs. You're not benching either. No. Um, you know, you might want to put some more upside in your lineup against safety if you have those types of decisions to make, but you're rolling with both of them. Um, as far as the backs go, it's been Mostert's backfield should be fine as an RB two flex type option. Don't expect a huge game. Um, the Patriots are in complete disarray. Uh, even Ramondre Stevenson has faded as things have gone. Uh, you can avoid all of your Patriots in fantasy. Dude, what the fuck happened there? To Stevenson? Oh, uh, I don't think he's healthy. God. Right? He, he can't be right. Like, oh, oh, it hurts. Two of the last three weeks, he had a huge game against the Raiders, but. Against Arizona, Cincinnati, not not great. And I just think he's he's not fully healthy. I think that it's exactly what we said it was, um, you know, before what was it last week, week before, basically where him and Harris both looked like they were going to miss, and then all of a sudden Stevenson was going to play because I don't think they trust Harris or Strong. So. Yeah, pretty yeah. ugly. And the Dolphins have been top ten against running backs last three, uh, or top eleven, yeah, or top twelve since in the last three weeks. Sorry. Yes. Against the running back position, so take very, that for what it's worth. Yeah, very tentative for Stevenson. But I actually like Tyreek Hill a lot this week, just because it seemed like when Teddy Bridgewater was out there, he was targeting Tyreek Hill like crazy. And what I remember was it the was it Tua's first concussion, the Cincinnati game? Uh Buffalo. It, was it Buffalo? Yeah. Buffalo, and then I think he missed Minnesota and what was the other one? I thought it was Buffalo, and then he got hurt. I think I heard in, Cincinnati. He got hurt Cincinnati. Because it was a Thursday night game. And then he was hurt like almost right away. Yeah. And then but Tyreek out. Hill. Yeah. Like him and Tyreek Hill had that chemistry of like Constantly going the whole night long. So I feel like this is going to be more of a Tyreek game than it would be a Jalen Waddle game. Well, let's see. Teddy played quarterback for them. Weeks three, five, three, four. We'll skip five because he had one attempt against the Jets. He had two in week three. So weeks four and six, 
he took over very, very quickly for their third string quarterback against Minnesota. Only two, uh, only two game sample, but in weeks four and six, the, he'll had 14 targets and 15 targets. <laughs> yeah, he had 15 targets. I just looked at this week six is yeah. the, the one. It was the Minnesota game where, where Waddle and Hill both went off. Yeah. Now, this is against two better offenses in the league. Dolphin or uh, right. Patriots do not have a shoot a shootout style offense like the Bengals and Vikings do. So, but also Ryan, keep that in mind. But Ryan's right. Weeks four and six yes, for yeah. for Hill, it was twenty nine targets. That whole stretch was just yeah. insane. Yeah, it was nuts. Like I just feel like this is gonna be like a nice Tyreek Hill game. So him being, I think <laughs> it's it's almost his week every week. Yeah, <laughs> but he's the second highest wide receiver. Justin Jefferson is the number one receiver this week in DFS at ninety five hundred. Yeah, Eden and Hunter, Tyreek Hill, hell of a play. It's expensive, but it's worth paying up for. Yeah, I agree. That it, Ryan? That's good. Yep. Broncos at the Chiefs. Fuck Chiefs. Everything about this game. 12 and a half point favorites at home. A 44 and a half is a game total. I don't know how it's this high. As the Broncos can't score more than like 15 points on offense in any given week. Take the under. Broncos defense is all starting to struggle. More so particularly because the offense can't do shit and the defense is starting to get a little nicked up as you get further into the season here. So I don't trust double digit matchups, so just take the under. Jarek McKinnon, six touchdowns over the last four weeks. If you're looking for a, a super boom bust play at running back for some Jesus reason. Jesus Christ. That's a lot of touchdowns. Unfortunately, it's mostly touchdowns. Actually, I lied. He's had some good receiving floor too. He's had two of those weeks over <laughs> uh, two of the two of those weeks he's been over hundred scrimmage yards. So yeah, Jarek McKinnon coming on down the stretch, just like we all predicted. Uh no shit, right? Well, I think at the beginning of the season, I said I liked McKinnon most out of the rest of their backs. It just took a while for that to come to fruition. It just, yeah. it, just it just took most All of the way to the end. Most of the hey, hey, I, I don't care. Hey, if he wants to be Damian Williams, I'm fine. Hey, last four, it's the Robbie Robbie Anderson or running backs. Hey, remember the last game against Denver? He had seven seven receptions for 112 yards and two touchdowns. So right, was so, it like three weeks ago? Or two weeks yeah. ago. Yes. <laughs> Week 14. Hey, so, hey, that's just relevant still. I like McKinnon. I like Kelsey. I don't want anything else because you don't have to shoot it out Mahomes, obviously, but whatever. Um, Broncos side of this, get out of here. Really? Literally. Maybe Literally. Jerry Judy, because he's probably because of the I like the them all. What? I feel like oh yeah, no Nathaniel Hackett. It's like let's just say fuck it, let's ride. Be all end all this, makes all let's ride. This is gonna be this is going to be, be when, terrible. This Ryan, be when, when the head Russ coach is the guy that shots. was in charge of time management. <laughs> he didn't. He couldn't even manage anything. So nobody knows him. who the hell's calling the place. Uh, oh it doesn't matter God. now. Russ is calling the place. I don't. I think that's a concern. That's worse. <laughs> Russ has been eating too much Subway. No, I think I think it's going to be a fun game. I think it's going to be back and forth. I mean, it's not going to be back and forth, but I think it's going to be closer than people think. I. They, Lean on. If closer than people think means that it's twenty four points instead of thirty five, I'm I'm good. <laughs> nah, I don't. I think it's within fifteen, easily. Oh, <laughs> it's still over two touchdowns. 
Okay, within 12. And the Chiefs still cover. And the Chiefs don't cover within 12. Yeah, it's a 12 and a half cover, right? I mean, I, I mean, how, how many people are in the fantasy championships with their Broncos players? Maybe a handful that have Judy has been pretty good. Yeah, Judy's been good. The last like two weeks. He's been solid all season. He just really blew up the last couple of weeks. But I mean, you look at when he's been healthy, he's only given you two what I would consider dud games. Everything else has been, you know, relatively okay. Portland Sun showed up last week with uh garbage time, so maybe he gets more garbage time again this week. I mean it's well three bad games. I guess he didn't catch shit against Tennessee either. Either way, Jerry Judy's been, you know, wide receiver too viable most of the time. Yeah. All right. Next game it is. Colts at the Giants. Oh, All right, next Dulcich game. is hurt, by the way. I forgot about Broncos' oh. best player, Greg Dulcich. He's uh he's not practicing, I don't think. Well. That stinks. Colts at the Giants. Giants are five and a half point favorites <laughs> at home. Thirty-eight and a half is the game total. This game. is the battle of who can fuck up this game more. Giants win. Do they cover? They're like worse Vikings. They can't seem to win enough of these one score games. Is there a med button when I hit bed? Meh. Meh. Yeah. I, I I just wouldn't I just wouldn't bet this game. I, I would I just wouldn't even turn on this game. I would not play anything on the Colts in this game either. Michael Pittman. Michael Why? Just fuck you, Nick Foles. Fuck you, Nick Foles. Nobody had more than 43 receiving yards. Zach Moss was their most productive fantasy player. I don't want anything to do with the Colts offense. Um, Other side of this game, I... (laughs) Joshua Dobbs. Saquon Barkley? Saquon Barkley, yes. Uh, I, I, Isaiah Hodges. Isaiah Hodges? <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Isaiah Hodges. Like, is he trying to say I, it? I again, yeah. not a, not a game in which they're played against a high-scoring offense, no, needing no. the Giants to come. This like, I, I think it might just be Barkley in this game. Honestly. I think it is just Barkley. I don't think you can gamble on Hodges in a championship game. Last week made a lot of sense against the Vikings. Nice stretch, good size, um, young player. I think that. There's definitely something there to what we're seeing from him. Maybe a la Tim Patrick of just a, you know, kind of a casual or Alan Lazard of just kind of a casual, I'm going to bounce around until I get an opportunity. So I don't think it's nothing for dynasty, but yeah, don't go that route. It's just not the matchup this week. Yeah. Don't get cute in fantasy, but get cute in DFS. Isaiah Hodgins, $4,500. I'm playing him. 11 targets last week. You're not? No? Well, they're not playing the Vikings. They're playing the Colts. This could be like a, like a 20 yeah. to 13 game. Three touchdowns in four be, weeks, too. You think it's going to be like Danny Dimes and Saquon Barkley just running the ball constantly? I think, I think it could be Richie James. I think it could be Isaiah Hodges. I think it could be uh, Darius Slayton. They just don't have the... I don't think they're going to have enough pass attempts for, you, for me to want to... Richie James had 12 targets last week too. Richie against James the Vikings, had 11 targets last week. Against the Vikings, this is the Colts. This is the Colts. This, is, this isn't I, a high-powered offense to push 
this into a game show. They're not going to get the target volume. The only reason I'd play Hodgins in DFS is if you need a cheap plug-in because he has touchdowns in three of the last four weeks as the big-bodied red zone target. Well, even Richie James was cheap. He's 4,300. So Hodgins and James are both 45, 4,300. I mean, that's Uh wide receiver three easy flex play to add in right there, especially Mm -hmm. for, you can have it as a PPR. Your one matchup in your max, uh, your max or Alec in your max entry lineups. Alec Pierce, though, for the Colts, 3,900. Solid steal. What has he done, though? Steal based on what? The fact that he had four (laughs) targets last week? His four targets. Oh, this why don't target this game. No, Jesus. don't target this 38 game. 38 and a half. Yeah. I yeah. Love, just kidding. I love, uh, just kidding. Ryan's gonna so, be like, I both Hodges and James are gonna go off in this game, and I'm gonna get so much shit for it. It's gonna be Alec. It's gonna be Alec Pierce, and I'm gonna give up on everything. It's gonna be <laughs> Paris Campbell. Jets Tyler. at the Seahawks, a game that's a, a lot more exciting and a game that I want players in. Jets are one and a half point favorites at home. The 41 and a half is the game total. Again, both teams need this win for the playoffs. I like this. I, I like the over in this. Jets have a good defense, but Seattle, if we can get a if we can get back a little bit of the magic that Geno showed early in midseason to try to push this team into the playoffs, this could be that matchup. I'm taking the over. In this matchup, DK has drawn a tough matchup despite the fact that he's been really, really good over the back part of the season. So you can pick your poison with that or not. I think the floor is fine. Don't expect a blow up game. Tyler Lockett, if he's back healthy and he is practicing, is what I like on the receiver side for Seattle. Obviously, Kenneth Walker, um, who I think is also on his way back. Yeah, he's back. He played last week. He played last yes. week. So Oh, yeah, 125 yards last week. That's literally why I'm making this recommendation. <laughs> so, yeah, Kenneth Walker. Times. Yep. Um, you get Mike White back. That's good news for Garrett Wilson. Uh, it's good floor for Elijah Moore. Mike White's back. Everything's good now. The Jets team. Yeah. It's okay floor for Elijah Moore, but Garrett Wilson's the, the route you really want to go there. Um, and then looking at the backs... I that's a lot worse. Yeah. Don't yeah, just play the receivers and Mike White. Yeah. Maybe Conklin, but Huzama's starting to come on. They're like who, who, combined, they're a really good fantasy tight end. Bam Knight was a fun story for a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. You played team tight ends, it'd be good. <laughs> Ryan DFS. I don't oh, I'm not for playing any of the Seattle or not Seattle, but Jets players wide receiver wise. Just because the way Seattle's been on defense, they have actually been really good on it in the past defense, being a top three over the last three weeks against the wide receiver position. And over the five weeks, they have still they were two, three, four, number six. So yeah, I was I would avoid actually anyone on the Jets, and I'd actually go the opposite way and go with everyone in Seattle outside of Lockett. Because I don't think he is actually gonna play. And I actually like Noah Fan again. With uh Lockett missing last week, he scored another touchdown, which now makes it three touchdowns in his last four games. And I like his opportunity again this week to actually get in the end zone. And anytime I always do DFS, 
I'm always looking for a touchdown upside. And Noah Fant is one that I'm looking forward to. And that is it for that game. I am off the Jets. Beer preview. Cause preview or review. review. Beer review. Because we are in the three o'clock games. Beer review. All right. Ryan, how's your explosion? We'll go in reverse order how we announced them. So I'm on my second can because the first one I barely got a half a beer. The second can also exploded, but not as bad because I was able what? to put it right. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I even let it sit like still for a while. I tapped the top. How old is the exploded. can? It How old are the beers? October 13th. Is that Best Buy or is, I don't remember how it it's, it's just can buy. It's can Don? Yeah. So I don't uh, know why, because I should at least get another month out of it before it starts doing that. And it's just a hazy okay. IPA. Uh, it's a West Coast style. So yeah, I mean that's even. It, I don't know how it'd be re-fermenting that much. But yeah, like unless you're rolling the cans, the, like exploded. Are you throwing the cans up and down when you, I, when you get them out of the fridge? No, like I'm like my fridge to here is like for me to like. The, like I can see the fridge from here. It's like it's super close, so are I can't trip over. Playing it. A, like, are your kids playing a joke on you and shaking? The yeah, like shaking up? the beers. Like, haha, Dad, have fun when you have your odd podcast. I don't know no, how because... they breed ferment that much, and they're not. I mean, they're not old, so they're not. No, like, but, but they're know. like super powerful. Like when like they like it, then it's exploding. It's like a lot because they're so... re-fer- they're fermented from the guts of it. So it's, it's a little cloudy. A little clear. <laughs> but I don't know, like if I'm missing a lot of the taste because I don't taste the citrusy golden out of it. Because, and I don't know, it's just because the way. Golden, what does golden taste like? I have no idea. I mean, that's what I'm tasting is the golden side of it. No, if you don't because get any it's... hops out of it, though, there's a problem there. It could be infected. I mean, I I hate to say I don't think this would be a case with commercial breweries though. But the only thing I know that would cause can explosions and no hop aroma is infection. Yeah, and that shouldn't Bacteria happen. Got into a, it. Yeah, that shouldn't happen at a commercial level. But bad batches do happen, so maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Ever, yeah, did you buy a six pack or was it from their variety pack? Bought a variety pack. It's like. Two like six varieties. Don't know where. So, it, so it's been sitting in my fridge for like three days. I haven't even touched it until tonight. Yeah, if it was infected, there was nothing you could could do about no. that. But that's the only thing I know that would cause bombs like that and the hop aroma to just completely go away. Yeah, like I don't. I mean, to me, it just tastes like like almost like a pilsner in a way. Like I don't taste like anything different. It's just it's smooth. It's just like a smooth beer. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Hmm. October thirteenth of what year? This year. Okay, twenty twenty two. Had to ask. Some places. No. Some no, places. I get it. Yeah, but I was just like thinking. I'm like, why is it like? I even like like even when I got the second can, I just let it sit here. I'm like, you know, I'm gonna sit here. I'm gonna tap it, and it and, still exploded. Yeah, infection's the only thing that would cause that. 
And I've had beers like that many times, and both mostly all they start tasting like is just like they start getting like that that dry like taste like in the back of my mouth, where you start getting like dry mouth. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, w- I wish I could have actually enjoyed it more than this, but it definitely was not controlled. It was just chaos. As soon as I opened right. it. <laughs> <laughs> Hopper, Damn, how about you? It's my turn. Oh, Hopper, how about you? Reverse order. So my initial impression on this was, oh my God, there's a lot of flavor here. And there absolutely is. It's infused. The cocoa is 100%. It smells like Mexican hot chocolate. The cocoa's there. The cinnamon's there. There's vanilla there. Got really good flavor to it. Not a lot of burn at all. Cinnamon definitely comes in and makes an appearance throughout cocoa, vanilla on the back end. Uh, My one knock on this would be that this is truly an infused flavored whiskey. So this is not like their previous experimental batches that I've had where they just use a bunch of brewer's grains to do it. This is actually infused like a screwball or a fireball or whatever would be. Although it's good whiskey that's infused with stuff, not cheap shit. Um, That being said, this does lean on the... uh, it leans on the sweet side. So it's been kind of hard to drink with it sitting straight on the sweet side to drink it straight. But this definitely has a place if you wanted to do like a bourbon white Russian, if you wanted to use it in certain types of old fashions where you could really balance it out, uh, you know, different cocktails, it would 100% be very, very high character cocktail bourbon. It's a very, or not bourbon, sorry, whiskey, legally not bourbon. Very, very good cocktail drink. Um, And they did send a cocktail recipe card with it. So good on them. They know what they're marketing to. Um, This, to me, is not something I'm going to drink a lot of straight. It is definitely something I will use in, in cocktails. And I think it's well executed. All the flavors are there. There's nothing harsh or off-putting. It's just... If I review things, I review them straight, and I don't think this was designed to be drank straight. I'm sure a lot of um, people that like sweet drinks would appreciate this because it's very approachable for non-whiskey drinkers, but it's not a a straight whiskey, so you can't go into it expecting that. Damn. Me! Civilized... Civilized Oktoberfest. It is a uh, Mars and style Oktoberfest. It is very delicious. Tastes like an Oktoberfest. Sweet, malty, goodness. That's it. Cool. cool. 49ers at the Raiders. 49. Oh, well, I said the Raiders. 49ers are nine and a half point favorites on the road at 41. And a half is the game total. As the Jarrett Stidham era is now starting in LA or in Las Vegas, excuse me. Take the Niners. I'll, I'll even bet the spread. I'll go as high as 10 points. They will control this game from the get go. I don't know if the points, it might be tough for the, it might be tough to get to 41 and a half points here if you want to take the over it, it, you're trusting that the Raiders can put up just enough points to keep the Niners 
trying to score and kind of keep this game a little higher pace, but Niners will cover this game. Yeah. Even all George Kittle since Brock Purdy took over. Um, so yeah, absolutely run with that. Uh, same thing with, with Christian McCaffrey. Um, and Purdy, we talked about earlier being a decent, a decent streamer on the Raiders side, Adams and Jacobs and nothing else. And that's just because I think Adams is going to get funnel targets. Hang on. I'm looking at something. Dang. All right. So DFS wise, like 49ers DST 2,900. That's actually a really good, it's a really good play. Right. Like I was, I was trying to count, like when, as you were speaking, I was trying to count how far down there because they're not even listening as the top 10. They're not top 10 in price. There's no way they're not top 13, 14, 15. Number 16 for the week. Well, that pricing did come out before the Derek Cardinals, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So number 16 defense, I think they're going to be chalk. They're going to be chalk this week. They're going to be way too chalk because of that price. But I mean, at that price, it's a defense. No one cares because you're trying to just get any type of points out of defenses and you're hoping for the best. You're hoping for eight. Your your goal is to get eight points out of your defense when you play them. So twenty nine hundred. I mean, it's what three times is nine, just under nine. Yeah, points. I so think, like, yeah, I think you're like, fine with that. Yeah, nine ten points. I think you can get that, especially oh, in Vegas. Yeah, absolutely. I'm nervous about Josh Jacobs though. Seventy four hundred. I don't. I don't want to play him. The only I part play him. Of the only offense besides Adams. With yeah, I just feel like that car. Yeah. Oh, it's just gonna be gross. Was, I didn't was it was that am I reading that wrong? Was it Bosa that was coming back this week? Or was it the other Bosa it's for Joey Bosa that's coming back this week? Okay. Nick's back. Nick's been back. Nick was never yeah. gone. No, Nick was I, never gone. Yeah. I always get the two I always get the two confused of like when one's out, I'm like, who? Which one? What team? So yeah. So yeah, I'm all over the 49ers DST. And plus, I'm keeping an eye right now on Debo Samuel. He's at six thousand, which is one of the cheapest he's been. He's actually been functional in practice, like showing lim- He's been limited right now. I don't think so, he plays I don't this think week. He plays, yeah. Next week, I think he does, especially if there's still a shot for them to get the number two seed. Um, I I, tar- I have a hard time seeing them rushing back against the Raiders now, especially with no car and just. But I mean, if he does play, then he does sure, play cool, but, but yeah. yeah, I'm not. Yeah. All right. Next game. Vikings at the Packers. Packers three point favorites at home. 48 and a half is the game total. It's going to be cold. Probably about it. Just take cold. The over. Just take the over. This game will be close. I'm not talking shit about the spread. I think it's fine. Just take the over. Don't Schultz nor touchdown again. God damn! God, I told I've told that kid not to, or I told someone not to play him, or not 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 to play him. I told him to play uh, Higby over Schultz. I mean, it still could be, but I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, Higby was saw in my mind the right good call. Enough, good enough to not matter. Let's put it that way. I'm playing Ooh, Schultz in illegal. Higby could be. Higby could, could Higby. 
Anyways. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Vikings are chalk and the Packers are gross. I mean, actually, you're fine with Christian. I think if you need the upside, Christian Watson and Alan Lazard are, are fine this week. They're getting the target if, volume. If, if Watson plays. Really dubs. Yeah, if Watson plays. If not, not Romeo Dabs, but it's a good match against the Vikings. If you know, you're looking and angling it upside, Alan Lazard's probably been a rotational piece for you for for part of the year. Christian Watson's probably was somebody that's, you know, was picked up during his touchdown streak, waiting for a chance to start him. It is a good matchup as long as they both play. The opportunity is certainly gonna be there. Um, you know, same thing really Jones and Dylan have been so ugly. Dylan's been has uh five touchdowns in his last four games. I, I like him a lot this week. Ugly outside. Of, well, yeah, it's still been pretty ugly outside of the touchdown side of it. Oh, yeah, outside of the touchdown. Yeah, he's a touchdown or bust type of upside play. Yep, absolutely. That's it. That's the cheese. Aaron Jones, man, is, what happened to him? He was there week 15 and last week. He wasn't there at all. Yeah, don't know. Hopefully he bounces back this week. Ankle, right? Didn't Jones hurt himself? Something. He is something. Yeah, knee, knee, ankle, but practice in limited fashion Thursday. Lower body injury for him. Is this going to be a good back and forth game between Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins? Yeah, maybe. Because, I mean, they're both valid, really good at DFS. Cousins at 6,400, Rodgers at 6,000. I like the Packers both. really aren't a shootout offense, so that's the problem. I mean, uh, it should be because again, Vikings. But I think, yeah, with it being in Green Bay, it does make me a little nervous because, like, you might think shootout, but then like you don't see the shootout. Like how like little... how like the uh, Tennessee Dallas game's going right now. I mean, this is Dobbs is playing better than I would have ever expected, so not as shocking, but. I wouldn't just say Dobbs. I would just say the rookies, wide receivers in general, because they never produced in Green Bay until like year three. It's because they don't have anybody. It's what he's going to throw to Randall Cobb and Sammy Watkins, Alan Lazard. Right. I mean, I mean, sure, but Lazard is a number two at best. Yeah. Well, you well, also have to remember too. In a regular team, Lazard was a UDFA that bounced around forever before he landed in Green Bay. I mean, yeah, it, we liked him, but the NFL didn't. So right, it's uh. <laughs> Who is smart down here at NFL, Beerfield, or you guys? I mean, That's it was his wide receiver too. It was us, but well, of course he was you guys. I was going to say I ain't taking credit for it. <laughs> <laughs> you can, Ryan. It's okay if no, if you, you liked him. No, no, you don't want no. to. No, I'm just not, no. I wasn't part of it, so I'm not going to take any credit. Uh, for it. I'm kidding. No, I I do like uh you know Cousins and Jefferson with uh Watson or Dobbs. Run back. I think they you can definitely build some lineups with this, you know, within this game. It's one of the higher game totals of the week, too. So yep. We'll fully expect it. Oh yeah. I think yeah, a lot of, I think a lot of people are gonna attack this game. Because like the Packers are white middle of the pack against the wide receivers the last few weeks. So I wouldn't be afraid to play Jefferson at all. I mean, Jefferson doesn't matter. Why would you ever be afraid to play? Dude's going for history. He'll he'll get history. He's gonna break history. Kirk Cousin will be doing the uh, you know. You have the chains on. Oh man, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a fucking touchdown dance. I think a touchdown celebration. 
I like it. All right. Let's, let's go for the battle of LA that no one thought would be uh, this poor. Rams at the Chargers. Chargers at the Rams. Technically, Rams at the Chargers. Six and a half point favorites. Chargers are 42 and a half. It's the game. It's the game total. Baker's been decent. Chargers are on a roll. Officially locked in Herbert's first playoff appearance or first playoffs. I like the Chargers to cover six and a half. I don't know which Baker we're going to get, so I'm not playing the game total. <laughs> I turned that interesting. I took some uh, toasted rye that has a real pepperminty note that I had on the shelf and put it into uh, this Chattanooga, and I just made something good. It does sound tasty. Um, super chocolate for it. Anyway, um, Tyler Higby coming off a big game. Cam Akers coming off of a big game. Um, if you're into point chasing, I think you can certainly do that here. Chargers defense has been okay, not great. Um, they are getting pass rush back, but, um, you know, Higby being used down the seam, Baker's mobile enough. I, I am, I'm chasing the Higby and Akers points in this one. That's all you can chase out of this. I think, um, yep. you know, Baker Mayfield, we mentioned him earlier is kind of one of four guys that, that are very streamable. The chargers side of this one up against the Rams, um, Rams, Defense actually the last couple weeks really since they've been on the fence has played a lot better. Um, you've gotten good floor out of Keenan Allen since he got back from his uh, his uh, early season woes, and it's the same thing with Mike Williams. I think you're fine with both of them is wide receiver twos. Um, you know I don't know how much upside you're necessarily going to get out of either, but both of them should be wide receiver twos and okay uh, against the Rams. And Eckler goes without saying. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah, Cam Akers, man. Where has he come from? Yeah, He's recovering blind. from his Achilles injury. He's recovered. Even a blind squirrel finds a nut sometimes. No. He's, he's been finding That's my nuts. line. It's great like, to see. I love it. I want to see more I mean, of it. I mean, over the, over the last month, we have gotten 80 points out of Cam Akers. Who would have thought that? League winner Cam Akers, right. uh, Hopper. So it's so Hopper gross. totally new. Well, yeah, but you have to. But if you, so he got eighty points. But you have to remind you that last week was like thirty-seven point seven of them. So almost half of them was just last week alone. Cam Akers giveth, Cam Akers taketh away, my guy. It's gonna be. It's gonna be great when he goes. Oh yeah, I'm not fearing Cam Akers this week. Fifteen like, yeah. for thirty. Or... <laughs> No, the Chargers it is have a, two a tough, yards per carry. The Chargers do have a tough run defense, but they also did give up 65 yards to Zach Moss, so that doesn't really scare me. I feel like Cam Akers is actually on the up and up. So at him at $6,100 is a solid buy. Austin Eckler, obviously, because he does it all. It doesn't matter. If he's not, if he can't do it while running, he'll do it in the in the receiving game. He has the highest for months already back to season. It's freaking crazy, right? So 8,500, he's a smash play. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, I'm playing them. Tyler Higby, you have to with the touch, touchdown upside. 
I still kind of feel Gerald Everett just because the way the pass defense has been working for the Rams that I think it, might, it could be an Everett game, just like how last week, how it was kind of a um, voltage game at the end. He was kind of just up the middle, boom, catching him every pass up the middle. This could be the Gerald Everett game where he actually bounces back because last week he had nothing. And no Donald targets. Parham, Darnold Parham. Ugh. He got, he got out snapped and produced by returning from injury. Donald, hey, he got none. <laughs> yeah, two targets and none for eight. You know, compared to one reception for eight yards, I don't. I think it's gross. I I still like Gerald Everett this week. Donald, I'll t- I'll take your Donald Parham. And <laughs> what's it's got to be a lot cheaper than Everett. Uh let's see. I'm 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 also I would not play either. Yeah, Parnum's the third highest price for this game. He's twenty nine hundred. Everett's forty two hundred. Higby's the highest at forty six hundred. I mean, yeah. So the obvious. But yeah, next game. Sunday night football. Flex in Steelers at the Ravens. Ravens two and a half point favorites. Thirty five and a half is the game total. We don't know if Jackson's playing or not. Baltimore is just these teams. Or just ugh. Pittsburgh is still mathematically in the playoff hunt. It's like two percent, but they're still mathematically in it. Baltimore, I know, right? Baltimore firmly going for trying to keep up with the Bengals for this AFC North title. Um, I, I'm not betting until we hear more news about Jackson. I'm just waiting. I, I'm I would not be betting this game right now. Yeah, it's J.K. Dobbins. And Najee Harris and Pat Fryermuth. Game set match. I'm just off this game in general. Receivers, so I don't necessarily want Deontay's had okay floor pickings. You have to pick your spots, and I don't think this is like a spot to pick. Gonna draw. He'll probably draw Humphreys. Yeah, in this matchup. That's why I don't think it's the right good spot to pick. It, oh. Rookie Pickens has been like Gabe Davis's, where you you got to pick your spots with him. And if you Pickens has been easier to predict though when it's gonna happen. That is true. We were on it last week. Off of it this week. All right, Monday Night Football. Surprisingly, another what should be a great matchup. Bengals or Bills at the Bengals. One and a half point favorites. The Bills are on the road. 49 and a half. The second highest game total of the week. Take the over. Taking the Bengals at home. This should be uh, a fantastic sweaty matchup for your final games. A lot of games are going to be decided because of this. Allen, Diggs, Knox, Singletary, Davis, Mixon, Chase, all those fucking guys. It's going to be a lot of fantasy championships decided in this game. It's going to be a fucking bloodbath. It's going to be great. Yeah. Santa Claus is coming to town. Let's oh yeah, let's, let's go. go. I you, maybe I'm I'm on board. Fire oh. up Santa Claus this week. You look at, at the Bengals, 24 to Kendrick Bourne, 25 to Russell Gage, 19 to DPJ the last three weeks. This is exactly 
the type of Gabe Davis is exactly the type of receiver that they're giving up points to number twos that stretch the field. It's exactly the type of receiver they're giving up points to is Gabe Davis. And you roll with, you got to roll with Santa Claus in this one. Um, you know, a little bit of, a you know, flipping this, the, the other direction, Devin Singletary's had a good couple weeks. Um, Bengals not giving up a lot in the way of the running game, not giving up a lot in the way to the tight end. So, you're going to fade those portions of the Bills offense. Uh, you're really looking Diggs, uh, Diggs Davis and uh, Josh Allen in this one more so than anything, especially with uh, with Singletary yielding a bit to to Cook. So the Bengals have been good against the run. Um, flipping the script on this against Buffalo, their defense has been banged up for most of the season. Uh, the Bengals are, are chalk, and we know what chalk is for them. It, it's It's... Higgins, it's God. Why did I chase? Sorry, I don't know why I just blanked <laughs> on that. And uh, and Mixon play everybody. What? Yeah, what a game to end the freaking fancy football championship in. Which Which Buffalo's gonna win Andy. somebody a championship. Which means... Josh Allen, Jamar Chase. I mean, all these players. Which means this it. game is gonna be like twenty-eight. <laughs> 28 points. It's going to be yeah. all fucking Devin Singletary. It's the Maji P. Ryan scoring the touchdowns. <laughs> Gabe Davis the quarterback. on, the, on yeah. the first drive. Gabe Davis is going to catch four passes on the first drive, not score, and that's it. It's going to, everyone's going to cry. No, this, mm-hmm. this should be, uh, this should, this is going to be nuts. This, I'm hoping, like I said, you're going to, you're going to have a lot of people feeling comfortable coming in this game. Oh, yeah. Easily. And then, and then it's going to flip on a dime. Yeah, this is going to... They're, they're going to see a lot of uh, a lot of fun posts on Twitter while this game goes, because uh, if this turns into a shootout, good fucking luck. It'll be fun. It'll be I fun. like Jamar Chase, man, for like... A, like I, I feel like a blow. I mean, I mean yeah, yeah. He hasn't done one yet. He's pretty good. Pretty good at football. I like everybody. Every fucking person in this game. He hasn't viable. had two yards. He had his biggest game Earth. this year... Was 132 Irwin. yards. Irwin's yeah, Trent viable. Irwin. Trent Irwin, two touchdowns. In the void of, I think, Tyler Boyd not playing. I think he's still hurt. Irwin? Yeah. That's Goldilocks, man. Those freaking Irwin. Golden Locks flying. Golden Locks flying out of the back of his helmet. And he's just, he, he guess he has the respect from his teammates. He goes to work first, leaves last. Oh, puts yeah. in the work on the days off. He drinks whole milk. He drinks whole milk because fuck the other... 98%. Fuck, He's like, fuck skin milk. Yeah, I don't need 2%. Fuck. I want the whole thing. Fuck skin milk. Yeah. I'm afraid the Adam Dealer 98% is. Oh, I love Andy Dwyer. He eats uh, a steak without a sauce. He ate, he's, a, he, he, he's he, a true man. He puts steak in his ketchup. He actually oh doesn't. He actually just drinks straight heavy cream. It's not <laughs> even whole milk. <laughs> straight heavy cream. He doesn't even eat. He doesn't even hard boil the eggs. He just eats the chicks. He, oh, yeah. he wants a snack. He just grabs a potato out of the <laughs> out of the bag. Out of the out bag of his garden. No, no. On it. Out of his garden in the back. He has his he own potato garden. Just starts gnawing on it. He's listening to Metallica and ACDC on the drive in. Oh, yeah. And his camper <laughs> that he drives in on. Uh, no, in his 1991 like T-Bird. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, firing on seven cylinders. Eight he's looking like he's looking like, like, like a, misfire. He's looking like Adam's, you know, Adam. Uh, 
Sandler from Billy it's, Madison. It's Joe Dirt and it, 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 it's Joe Dirt and the Trans Am. It's the Ario Speedwagon T-shirt on. It's got a Hemi. <laughs> yeah, it's got Ario. It's got, it's got yeah, an Ario, Ario Speedwagon speed well, shirt. Oh my god. I don't think he was alive then. It's great. As I have James. no idea if any of this is right or not. Well, <laughs> no, I, I, don't, mean, I know nothing about Trent Irwin, the person, but I'm on board with this. Yes, he he's the Gardner Minshew of wide receivers. I mean, he looks he looks like a guy that would roll up into your D&D session and be your DM. He looks like, like a guy who'd put a cigarette out in your fucking hand. He's got lawn. He's got a lawn neck like our boy Larky. He's got golden locks. He like he's he looks like Mike Lennon and Carson Wentz with the he's sunshine on. from the uh, no 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 sunshine movie. is is a uh, Lawrence and it's from oh, remember yeah. the Titans. Okay. Yes, he's he's, he's twenty seven years old. He's he was a rookie in twenty twenty. Beast. I mean, about, tra- about doppelgamer of wrestler Adam Cole, which I can right? certainly see. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. Um, I want to read more about this guy. I yeah, I'm intrigued. He can right? honestly. He had four targets, three receptions, two touch. Like he's he's going to be Jesus after this game. When Trenton Irwin wins you a fantasy Did he do championship, the I have no clue. I mean, Probably better than uh. Mike Kosecki, so dude, we're all better than Mike Kosecki. Hold on, I gotta look at this. I think he hit the gritty. He hit the gritty on a flea flicker. Even better. What a what a Chad. He had zooms Alpha Chad. He don't fuck around with the betas and the Kevins of the world. Trent Irwin, bitch. No, it wasn't the gritty. I don't know what it was. He was like river dancing or something. That's another good he looks like a guy that would he, he would hit the river dance after he scores. That's another classic right there. Oh my god. That's the show, guys. We're done. This is the end of game previews. We like to thank you for all of you guys throughout the years at or throughout the year, throughout the weeks asking us questions. Well, throughout the years, too. Throughout the season. Well, throughout the no, years, we're, too. We're six years into this. Throughout the years, too. Are. It feels like six years in. I'm one year in. Well, one season, yeah. eh? not really one year yet. Hey, um, you were with us for this full season. You're getting well, full NFL season, but NFL the season, season starts at the draft time. So, remember, officially, we started officially. this thing right before draft time. So, the season starts at draft time. Um, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. We've got uh playoff scenarios and fuelies next week. So, that'll be a fun day. My favorite. Uh, I think we'll do that. Each person brings a nominee, and then we can debate it and try to come up with a consensus. Yeah, have some fun. Bring, with it. bring your fun, bring your fun drinks. I'll send you guys categories. Yes, quickly. sounds good. Love it. Bring your fun drinks. Thank you all. Good luck. I have no idea about a Sunday stream. We'll talk about that after we go off air. Bye bye. Bye. See ya.